Blog Talk Radio. With God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer. All praise is due to Allah, the Lord of all the systems of knowledge. The prayers and the peace be upon Muhammad the Prophet, his companions, the righteous servants, all. Ameen. Peace be upon you all. That is Assalamu Alaikum. Peace be upon you all. Uh, this is your host. This is uh, John Nasheed. This is New Mind Development Project, a focus on issues of concern. And we're coming to you on Blog Talk Radio, the Blog Talk Radio program broadcasting from the city of Nurshell, New York. We come on every Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m. And uh, we thank you for visiting us. We thank you for visiting our archives. And anytime you see fit, please make a comment. Uh, my website is nm-dp.com, which is New Mind uh, Development Project. Uh, actually, you can punch that in or either punch my name in John Nasheed, N-A-S-H-I-D, and see many of the different things that uh, we are doing uh, in this area. And uh, we thank you once again for being a part of uh, tuning into our program. Uh, we'd like to continue our topic, and our topic uh, is and will be for some time, the Quran, the Holy Quran, the Word of God, uh, guidance for mankind. <clears throat> and I think that pretty much says it all, especially for, you know, people who believe in God. You know, we speak about the Quran and Quite naturally, we have to speak about Jesus. We have to speak about Moses, Abraham, Adam, and all the great prophets from Allah, our God. And uh, quite naturally, when he sent them, he sent them as a mercy for mankind. Mankind had gotten off of the path because, quite naturally, of the influences of Satan. And God sent us a prophet with a message, a revelation, uh, to guide man back on the straight path after losing his way. And quite nicely, you you know, just pick up the paper today or turn on the news and see, uh, quite nicely, we have lost our way. And for us Muslims, Christians, Jews, those of us who have scripture, you know, when we have people come before us to enact uh, laws and rules in the secular world that's contrary to God, then quite nicely we should have a voice. Because at no point in time, anybody in their correct mind or right mind, uh, some of the things that are taking place now by leadership, political leadership in the society and the religious community is pretty much sitting back, just being quiet. Now, our voices should be heard because God has given us, giving us the guidance. And once we have that guidance, which is the Holy Quran, and for those who understand their Bible or Torah, and we should use our voices to cast truth as falsehood until we knock out the brain of falsehood and God's way prevail. Very, very, very important. You know, we're going to talk a little today about uh, Imam Wadi Muhammad. And this program, uh, the Holy Quran, the Word of God, Guidance for Mankind, we're going to be addressing the Holy Quran, quite naturally, Prophet Muhammad and uh, Imam uh, Warthi Muhammad and the religion of Islam in general. So we'll be covering a lot of different 
areas in these 30 minutes that we have each week. And uh, over a period of time, uh, I hope we are able to accomplish uh, quite a bit as far as bringing our consciousness to, you know, where it should, should be because, you know, it's only up to us to acquire knowledge. We can't make people. You can't make me uh, be a student of Islam or anything else. Only it's me that I have to have the desire. But we give in Muhammad said in a talk that we should know know your religion. He was talking about knowing your religion. And the prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, the best man among you is he who learns the Quran and cares to teach it. It's important. It's one thing to know it, but also we have a responsibility as a Muslim or a religious person, a person who fear God, to know it the Quran, and then have a desire to teach it, not uh, for arrogance or anything of that nature, but to educate mankind on this planet Earth, and, and quite nicely, God knows best. Imam Muhammad Muhammad stated that we must understand that what we have learned of our religion, or al-Islam in the West, for the most part has been presented incorrectly. And think about that for a minute. <clears throat> for the most part, what we know about al-Islam in the West, not only amongst the non-Muslims, but also amongst the Muslims, the teachers of uh, Islam in this country. And uh, sometimes we get too political in the West, and we don't speak the truth directly from the Quran, and it becomes distorted. In other words, we try to give favoritism to certain people and uh, quite nasty Muslim, he, he he believes in God and he gives God's word the way it is, regardless to whom or what. He said the true report of how Islam was revealed to Prophet Muhammad, the last prophet, <clears throat> peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he said what it did for the dark ages, you know, we call that dark age jahiliyyah, and in the West, in Europe, it was uh, the medieval time, the feudal period, same dark period. You know, in the dark ages means that when man's intellect had went to sleep. And what did the Quran do for that? You know, how Islam was revealed to Prophet Muhammad. How do, do we know that in the West? How it was revealed? And this is what we should be teaching. The last Prophet, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him. What? It did for the dark ages of the Jahaliyyah or the medieval times uh, in the uh, in the world, and what did it do for Arabs who were warring tribes, warring against each other, uh, in pitiful ignorance, in corruption, uh, persecution of their women, the enslavers of young men, uh, gangs warring against each other. Uh, territory disputes, uh, uh, divorcing women with a mere statement and setting her aside without concern. These are some of the forms of ignorance that was taking place during the time of Jahiliyyah when the Quran was revealed to Prophet Muhammad in the uh, 
over 1,400 years ago in the mountain of Hijra, and uh, he received that light, and then he came back into Mecca with the light of Quran to uh, extinguish the darkness, the darkness of all of these things, the ignorance, the pitiful ignorance, warring and killing and misusing women and establishing gangs and tribes, fighting against each other, territorial disputes and things of that nature. And uh, this is the purpose that Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, revealed the Quran as a mercy to mankind, to bring him out of the darkness of jahiliyyah or ignorance and bring him into the light that God uh, uh, had desired for him and her. Imam Morthy Muhammad also mentioned that we must understand how the religion came to the people in that state during the Dark Ages. And all of this is important because if we don't have the knowledge of how these things took place, then how are we going to go out and teach the people and warn the people and give them the guidance that God wants? We have to have knowledge, just not read it from the pages of a book. But we have to study the history of Jahiliyyah in the Middle East and also the medieval in Europe, the dark ages, the feudal kings and lords and knights and things of that nature, and to understand exactly what's taking place so we can clarify that darkness of the mind that is existing today. We must understand how the religion came to the people in that state during the dark ages and brought them back to the peak of civilization and became themselves the beacon light of intellectual liberty, liberty for the intellect of the human being. And this didn't only happen with the Muslims. Actually, it was the Muslim light that reawakened the Christians in, the, in, the, uh, in that period, in that medieval period. They came back to life. It was the reawakening of uh, Christianity. And that was, Christianity came before Islam, but it was Islam that caused Christianity to come back and become a light for the world, a liberation or liberate or the liberation for the and intellect of the human beings. And we see many human beings' intellects have been uh, resurrected, and we see some very beautiful things that happen happening in society. Quite nicely, we see some ugly things that's happening too. But I think good outweighs bad, and uh, we thank God. All you have to do for this purpose that we're talking about here, all you have to do is just go back and study the medieval age. Study the influences of Islam upon the Dark Age, that feudal period we're talking about. Also, the Jahiliyyah in the Middle East. Uh, study that. It's a part of the history or the Sirah of our dear Prophet Muhammad. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Study those periods and see what Islam, see what the religion or the light of Islam through our dear Prophet Muhammad, uh, what it did. To, as an influence to bring uh, the darkness or to bring the people out of the darkness of those periods and into the light. Al-Islam 
or Al-Islam or Islamic knowledge had a great influence on dark Europe and caused its awakening. Its influence, uh, intellectual birth, called the Renaissance in Florence, Italy. And uh, that's where it all started. And then it spread all over the East, all, all over the Western world. And actually, America being a part of that spread into America and all over the Christian world. And uh, now we see the light. That light is beginning to become a little dim. And there must be another awakening. And how are we going to awaken or bring man out of darkness of Jahiliyyah? If we don't have knowledge, Al Islam liberated the intellect and freed the dark age man from corruption and ignorance and self abuse, abuse of his women, abuse of children. And when we read anything, just keep in mind we're talking about the dark age man, and we're living in a time of the dark age man. And man is abusing his wife and women. He's abusing his children. He's abusing himself. He's living in a world of corruption. He's living in a world of ignorance. And not that man is not intelligent, not that he's not educated. He's educated too much in, in the knowledge of the world, but he's not educated in the knowledge of the Quran or a true knowledge of the Bible or the Torah, and then ignorance and immorality and corruption and things of that nature is making its presence today. So Islam liberated in the days of old the intellect and freed the dark age man. This is the Quran. This is the word of God. This is the word of God that was revealed through the angel Jibreel to our dear prophet Muhammad. He revealed it on his heart. And quite nicely, God is the best knower. The true report has not been known in the West. And Muslims, you must understand that you must understand that the only way you can get the truth of your religion without any doubt is to go to its sources. And what is its sources? The authorized sources go to the Holy Quran. That's for the Muslim. The Holy Quran is the source of the knowledge of Islam or Al-Islam. Don't think that the English translation is enough. He says, it is best for you to find a teacher who understands Arabic to teach you the Quran, to give you the knowledge of Quran. See, because English is a is a language that the Quran was uh, translated into for English speaking and understanding people to understand, as it was in other languages all over the world. He said, but the Quran is the Arabic. The Quran was revealed to Prophet Muhammad in the Arabic language, and we have to understand that because the Arabic language is very expressive. It expresses in so much depth to each word that he's telling us here that we have to learn that. If you're going to learn the religion, then quite naturally you have to truly learn the Quran and the Arabic. Now, I'm not saying that the English is 
not going to give us something, but it's not going to give us enough to be teachers, to be shining examples of Islam in this American society and throughout the world. So, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, praise be to God. No matter what your age is, you know, sometimes we like to say, well, I'm too old for that. No matter what your age is, no matter what your situation is, even if you don't know English, don't fear to try to study the language of the Quran. And once your heart, you apply your heart to it, Allah will bless you with the proper understanding. Quite nicely, it takes time, but become a student. That's what's so important. When the Prophet came, most people were illiterate. They couldn't read. They were illiterate. He started a public program for educating all of the people. He taught them to read the Quran and be responsible for somebody else. Once you learn a, a ayat or a verse or a chapter from the Quran, then you should teach that to somebody else. That should be a commitment that we make to teach it. And the more we know, what good is the knowledge that we have if we're not educating our fellow man? Remember the Prophet Muhammad said, peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, the best man among you is he who learns the Quran and cares to teach it. So that's very important. We should have the same kind of hunger for knowledge of Quran among us because we are in that situation, the same situation today we are in that the people was over 1,400 years ago. We're in a state of jahiliyyah. We're in a state of darkness. We're in a state of ignorance because some of the acts of the human being today are most certainly acts of ignorance, ignorant acts, because how could a man who is a human being who was created by God with, with a good heart and a good mind and good construction go out and do some of the things that we're doing today is absolutely, uh, absolutely uh, just confuses your mind. You know, we have an issue here today, and we're talking about the same-sex marriage. <clears throat> I mean, just your common sense tells you that's contrary to the creation of God because God made man to procreate through women. I mean, it's impossible to procreate through a man or a woman with a woman. <clears throat> and if God wanted us to adopt children, we would have made that very clear. That was the purpose, but he wants us to procreate. He wants that child to be a part of both of those individuals because we understand that to be the mind and the heart. The woman representing the heart, the man representing the mind. The mind is rational and the heart is sensitive. And these two ingredients goes into that child. And then we raise the child accordingly. And every creature that God created from Adam, he created it perfect. And then quite naturally, we know Satan steps into the picture and causes confusion. So we have to cast truth as falsehood until we knock the brain of falsehood out. And everything that we need, we don't have to go to a college, Yale or Harvard or any of these big institutions. Pick up your holy Quran 
and study the life of our dear Prophet Muhammad and his companions, what they bought, and all of this information for the guidance of man. We must be able to read. We must be able to read uh, the worldly knowledge to, to to survive. But do we know the knowledge of God? We are very have some very knowledgeable people, but that knowledge is for the benefit of material things. But what about the knowledge for the benefit of your soul? If we don't have that knowledge, which is the knowledge of God, which is going to guide us, is keep us on the straight path. We call it Sarako Mustaqim. And that way is leading us back to our origin, leading us back to our excellence. In order to get the great benefit of the Quran revealed for the benefit of all people, especially Muslims, believers, we must study the language of Arabic. You're never too old, Imam Wati Muhammad said. <clears throat> Prophet Muhammad uh, stated, he said, gain knowledge. See, remember this too, that the Quran, the first verse that was revealed, it says, it's called Ikra, or read. Read in the name of your Lord, Creator. Lord Creator, which is Allah, God. He says, read in the name of your Lord who created. Read. He said, gain knowledge. Prophet Muhammad is saying, gain knowledge. Study. Learn. Become educated. He said, an obligation on every Muslim, male and female, born in a Muslim society. You're obligated. You're obligated to gain the knowledge. You're obligated to study the knowledge and learn from your studies. And you're also obligated to teach it, to become educated. Is an obligation on every male and female born in a Muslim society. See, one of the worst things that you could have in the world is ignorance. Actually, during a time, I'm an African-American and I'm a Muslim. And in our history here in America, it was against the law to read. If you were caught reading in the slave plantation, you had a serious problem. You might be, I know you'll be beat, but you might be killed. You might be murdered. You might be hung or burned or whatever the case. For what? For reading. And God said, as the first verse, read. I mean, that's a commandment. God said it's a commandment. So we shouldn't have no ignorance. Not all, and we shouldn't have ignorance for the Muslims, Christians, Jews, the atheists, nobody in a, in a society where there are Muslims or Christians or Jews. I'm pretty certain that they feel the same way about it. We should have no ignorance or no ignorant people. And we should spend on ignorance to make sure we eradicate ignorance. I remember during the time of Prophet Muhammad was fighting wars and he had captured many of the, the enemy and many of them were educated people and the way that they can get out of the hand of the Muslim or as their incarceration is concerned is to teach two or three Muslims how to read. And if they did that, they freed them because knowledge is power, not money. They didn't buy it. They, they take the money. No. Teach them, teach them knowledge, 
And the more knowledge that they have, the knowledge of God, then quite naturally, the better off the whole of society will be. The obligation is to acquire knowledge. Knowledge is on you uh, from the cradle to the grave. That's a quote from our dear Prophet Muhammad, uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. To seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave. And he also says seek knowledge even if you have to go to China. And during his time, there were no Muslims in China, but he was teaching that the Chinese people, they had uh, uh, very knowledgeable people. They had a lot of inventions that Europeans had taken back and became very successful with them. He said study the mind of knowledge, the creative mind, and also study, acquire knowledge from the cradle to the grave. So in other words, the mind should always be thinking. It should be reflecting. It should be trying to figure out God's creation. What does God mean when he, uh, the tree, when we look at the tree? What does this tree represent? Not just as a tree where we can visualize it, but what is the nature of it? What is the nature of birds and things of that nature? And it's quite nasty if we understood the nature of birds just like uh, uh, many airplanes flying through the sky. Somebody obviously understood the nature that God put in the birds, and that's why they're able to put an airplane in the sky based on the same nature of God's creation. And they took God's creation and they built on it. And this is why it's so important. He says, Matt Warren Muhammad is teaching us here, he said, go back to school acquiring Islamic knowledge. He said, die a student. Live in the school. This should be the commitment of every Muslim. Every Muslim should commit themselves and their children, their families, to become students, students of Quran. And he states here that, dear Muslims, we are addressing now the need for us to be strong in Islamic knowledge. You know, because the world is doing Islam uh, a disservice on every channel that you go to. You're given a bad picture of Islam. And it looks like here in America that the Muslims can't defend themselves because their knowledge of the Quran or Islam is not strong enough. The Quran, the Hadith, the Sunnah of our dear Prophet Muhammad, his Sirah or his history, his learned companions, these learned imams, study it. Study it as much as we can and as often as we can. And as he mentioned earlier, work hard to try to understand or learn the Arabic language, not just the recitation, but the meanings of the word. What do, you, what do these words mean? And uh, God will help us. Study that, learn it, so we can become strong in knowledge. And uh, quite naturally, if we do, God will bless us. And uh, you know, I set out to do that. I take one verse or one word from the Quran, and I look it up. I write it in Arabic. I look it up in the dictionary, and I write the meaning of it. And I start from I'm starting from Al Fatiha, or excuse me, from Al Baqarah, and I'll go as far as I can. And the further I go, eventually, when I hear a word, I can relate it to a meaning. 
and uh, God knows that. So God will help those who try to help themselves. And once we learn, then quite naturally we have to become teachers. And that's why I'm on this program right here. That's why I do the kinds of things that I do, just like in the time of our dear Prophet Muhammad over 1,400 years ago, when the Muslims learned they didn't stay in the city of Mecca or Medina, they went out in the world to teach the people the guidance of God. So we thank you for being with us. We thank you for being with us uh, this afternoon, and uh, we'll continue this uh, topic that we are going to be talking on, the Holy Quran, the Word of God, the direct Word of God, guidance for mankind. So we thank you and we pray God's blessing be upon you and your family. We'll see you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>